Welcome to The Curriculum, a podcast by Cornerstones Education. Here we discuss all things curriculum, plus leadership issues, teaching tips and much, much more. Hi everyone, welcome to the podcast. I'm Caroline, your host. So today we're going to be talking to a senior leader and reception teacher from a school in Wigan, Canon Sharples, about their curriculum journey using Cornerstones. And for this episode, we're going to focus on their early years curriculum provision because they've been doing such amazing things with the curriculum and really bringing it to life in their setting. And we're actually joined today as well by Jill Quantrell, who, as regular listeners will know, is our early years expert and was the writer of the new curriculum uh, for nursery and reception, which Canon Sharples are using at the moment. So, First of all, welcome to the podcast. We have Carrie Caselis, the deputy head teacher, and Lauren Ward, who's the reception teacher. Hi there. Hi. Hello. So lovely to see you in person, and thank you for your time today. So could I take you back to the beginning and just ask um, why you decided to adopt Cornerstones in the first place? Yes, so it was in, in 2018. I think at that point in, in the school's journey, really, we wanted to really refresh our curriculum. And we wanted to ensure we had a broad and balanced curriculum, but we wanted that delivery through exciting projects. We really wanted that high quality curriculum for our children. Um, We wanted that full coverage, but also making sure that it was really well connected and it not through ad hoc links, Mm. but really meaningful links. We wanted to have a really complemented curriculum. There'd been significant investment in the previous years in the English. So we were a read-writing school and we deliver literacy and language too. So we'd had significant work going on in delivering that and making that a really excellent part of our practice. So we wanted to ensure the equity really across the curriculum and making sure that children had that entitlement to that high quality, broad and balanced curriculum. We'd also done a lot of research too into Cornerstones before we decided it was the right approach for us. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we did. Um, And we were really captured really by um, just the four stage approach by uh, the pedagogy. It was really aligned with our own thinking. Mm. We loved the fact that it was lots of hands on learning and experiential learning too. But it gave us that starting point for ideas but yeah. also offered us that flexibility to get our own stamp on it too. That's fantastic to hear that because that's our aim with it is to obviously uh, everything is connected and sequenced, mm-hmm. but you, you know, as teachers, you need that freedom to make it your own for your children and, and adapt where you can and contextualize. And I might ask you a little bit about that in a minute, actually. Um, so in terms of the early years curriculum, What is the impact that you've seen on the children of using these new projects? What have you seen in terms of engagement and learning? Maybe, Lauren, as a teacher in the setting, um, what have you seen happening as you're teaching these projects? Um, Yeah, in terms of the new projects, the children have been really so excited about them, really enthused. We feel like they've made such good progress as a result of using these um, these new projects. Um, across all areas of the development really um, and we feel that like this will really support them as they move into year one. 
Yeah, because we're actually, we're in the summer term. And what projects are you doing at the moment? We've been seeing them on Twitter. Yeah, we currently we're doing Why Do Ladybirds Have Spots Again, uh, which is one of your older topics, uh, mm. just because the creep rig and crawl topic wasn't developed yet. Yeah. And that's something that we really wanted to cover this year. So we've gone with that, which the children are absolutely loving. We're just on a week on caterpillars and butterflies at the minute. So yeah. that's really lovely, yeah. Oh, Sorry. no, you're learning about the, the cycle, aren't you? The life oh, cycle. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I saw some of the work um, on on your Twitter account, and yeah, so it's really lovely to hear that the the, sc- the children are uh, it's helping them with their their skills and knowledge across the curriculum leading into year one because that's important, isn't it, at this stage of reception? But obviously, we're talking after the pandemic and all the disruption you've had. So, I mean, have the children <laughs> managed to settle back in and really get involved in the curriculum and their learning again after all this? horrid time you know for them and for you as well yeah they, they are, they've been remarkable haven't they yeah. they, they have I just they, they astound us um just with the, the level of resilience really that they just demonstrate and we're really lucky they have settled in well to routines um we actually as, as part of our response uh, to that to help them settle in within that autumn term we devised a bespoke project um really focused on reconnecting and rebuilding those relationships but also recognizing their emotions and, and beginning to deal with loss uh, whilst being able to look forward as well um, so this it was delivered through a, a cortex which was the invisible string by Patrice Cast uh, but we also looked at the Inside Out movie too to really just use as a vehicle um, and arts played a key part too not just for the art skills in themselves but the process art too to, to just yeah to just explore it really but to to express it as well yeah and you did the zones of regulation yeah, yeah. In the so reception classroom to support our children coming back into reception and um, we set up a zones of regulation area in a, car, a calm corner so using the inside out characters we've got our zones of regulation area oh yes it really helped with the management of the children's emotions coming back after such a difficult time um, and really helped with their emotional literacy as well. Um, mm. taught, we modelled this and taught it discreetly and the children are able to identify their emotions now and regulate them as well, which mm. is more important. So, yeah, we've seen a really big impact from that. That's superb. Yeah, so just sort of responding to what's happened and, to, and, and meeting their well-being needs. And it's lovely to hear you using creativity in arts. That's so important to us and our philosophy as well. It is, uh, and that's why we felt really aligned with, with the Cornerstones approach, because it did embrace the arts. Yeah. Um, it's certainly a key driver for us here at Canon Sharples. It's so important, isn't it? And it can easily be sort of pushed to the side, but it is central to children being able to express themselves. And it does it impact on other aspects of the curriculum as well once they can open up and particularly after the year we've had there's a lot written about the importance of arts have you done that across I know we're talking about early years but have you done that kind of approach of you know across the school yes we have so um, we've adopted the knowledge rich projects as they've come out really um for lots of reasons one because the pedagogy and and all the things that we're working on as a staff team to Mm. do the very best for our children in terms of developing long-term memory um really high emphasis on vocabulary etc um so we're we're embracing that within school as well we've really focused on on developing vocabulary Mm. so it's it's really 
supportive in terms of what Cornerstones offers in their projects with what we're kind of driving forward in our whole school. That's good to hear because we're actually writing uh, throughout this new sequence curriculum, which you're already doing with the Knowledge Rich Project. uh, And then we've got the mini projects that will come with it. Um, We're writing a complete sort of, I don't know if you call it a schema, but a, a, a narrative for all the vocabulary as you go up to school. So you'll be able to see or share with stakeholders dare I say it, inspectors, but you'll be able to see the re- the vocabulary that's built upon year on year, which I hope you'll find useful as well. Yes. That she's yes. <laughs> it's hard as a teacher to sort of keep a record of everything that you're covering in terms of vocabulary, but it's nice to see it all in one place. Yeah, um, that fits perfectly. Um, well, we've we've adopted Isabel Beck's three-tiered vocabulary model within yeah. our English units. Um, and you actually used that within the one of the cornerstones yeah. projects, didn't you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. So we've used it this time when um, we've been teaching. Um, we use the three three tier model um, to support the teacher of vocabulary and reception, linking to core text. So this topic, why do labours have spot? We use um, our core text was our spider. Um, so it just really helps us to identify those rich tier mm-hmm. two words. Yeah. as well as the technical vocabulary that needs to be, to be covered. I think Jill wanted to ask about literacy, language and communication later, but it might be a good chance now, actually, Jill, because <laughs> it does it links with what we're just talking about. Yeah, definitely. I was just um, wondering how the projects are helping you um, to meet the new national requirements with sort of um, regards to language and um, in embracing vocabulary so it kind of really links in with what you've just been saying I know that we've um, tried to ensure that the projects are language rich and that the children get introduced to lots of different and um, new vocabulary and also build on vocabulary that they've learned throughout the other projects and also that um, there are key texts and stories linked with each of the developed stage and the engaged stage. I was wondering how the how you found that and how the children have responded to um, those different activities. Yeah, so so we we as you've said, the projects are, we found that clearly aligned to the new early years framework, which is obviously really great. And and we have observed that high focus on language and communication throughout those projects. Um, those act- activities too link real so nicely to the curriculum objectives, don't they? Yeah. Um, whilst offering that excellent coverage. Um, and Lauren, you were saying as well that the projects stay true to that early years pedagogy, yeah. which is really important to us and links so well to those play-based activities. I'm really enjoying with the new topics we found, the structure of them, how they the developed stages really link to those core texts as it goes through the topic. We found that been really useful because it's given us a really clear focus and we've been able to pick language through those key texts and based around those key texts and the activities linking towards them. We've got amazing writing pieces from those activities. So it's been amazing, honestly. Um, yeah, I was going to mention your writing, actually, because I've seen that on the Twitter and it was just so exciting to see um, and the, the children's faces in the pictures as well. Um, do you feel that they've been inspired to write through the definitely, different Definitely, definitely. It's given them really real purpose for the writing this year, I think. Um, 
they've just been so excited. The Dangerous Dinosaurs topic that we've just done was an absolutely amazing. It's the first time I've done a dinosaurs topic. So I was really excited, but the children <laughs> were equally as, as excited. Mm. And just, come on, we're going to write a letter to a dinosaur in a museum. They were, they were so into it. It was amazing. And the language and the writing that was produced was just brilliant because they're writing for a real purpose. Um, so, yeah, it's been it's been great. And they were really immersed, yeah, weren't they, yeah. within the project. I think that's what we've seen when we've been past the classrooms yeah. and the children are talking to us about those projects. Yeah. They're absolutely immersed and inspired and want to tell you about the learning and can do really confidently and knowledgeably. And that's what we want. It's so, so good to hear that. And for Jill as well, who created the project. I mean, we talked about the children, but what about you, Lauren, and the other, um, the nursery teachers and the other teachers in your setting? Are they enjoying the projects and are you enjoying the impact it's having on you as a, as a teachers as well? Yeah, definitely. Um, like I've said, they're, they're structured really, really well and they've got a really good balance of teacher directed activities and child led activities. So we, we feel like we're getting a really good balance. Um, as Carrie said before, they offer a real flexibility so we can we can incorporate our own ideas in there because we do have them. We're, we're knowledgeable practitioners, so we've got to use our own ideas as well. But that's what we enjoy so much about Cornerstones, that it, it does give us the scope for that flexibility. Also, to be able to follow those lines of inquiries from the children as well. So from the engaged stage obviously our children are so so inquisitive and we will get new lines of inquiry that we might take the topic through and uh, what isn't necessarily on the planning but we've got to follow that we've got to we've got to go with it so yeah it's it's really good we get we get lot loads out of the children and um, all really engaged all throughout the topics do you use maestro lauren how do you use it as a day-to-day -day tool or how often do you go on to it and and what do you do what do you do on it <laughs> So we'll we'll frequently get the uh, the projects up to when we're looking at our week to week planning um, and just be like right what come on let's have a look what we can do this week and we'll use a timetabling feature as well so we'll plot in our lessons onto the timetabling feature just to ensure that we're covering what we need to cover in and making yeah. sure it's all coherent really and the, it flows which the timetable feature is great for I think um, I know in school they use the assessment we do well. so so across across the rest of the school um we use the assessment feature so within that timetable we use that talk feature okay. um and yeah. which is is priceless you know it's really invaluable um and supports teachers and leaders actually to to do that the work what we need to do um and i know the teachers are finding that really really good and meaningful to their teaching because it we are using it as a more formative tool yeah um, it's not that ad hoc at the at the end yes no just it's kind of going through it's actually they're using it as part of their ppa yeah. and identifying which children haven't achieved that and what they actually need to do next and the children who were absent you know to have that picture mm. and know which children need which which key bits what things you need to revisit as part of that it is really valuable that's lovely to hear that because actually, you know, you've had a period of disruption. There's been children off, I imagine, and um, and also, you know, every school's missed chunks of curriculum coverage, um, and at least transitioning to the next teacher, the next teacher can see because it's all stored on Maestro. You can see what that child's 
journey through the curriculum has been. So, yeah, that's great. I'll tell Simon because he's the one, him and his team have created that assessment aspect of it. So it's really nice to hear you using it and the teachers finding it useful for meaningful assessment rather than just, you know, ticking. Yeah, it was was one of the reasons that we initially went with Cornerstones too, because we wanted that full picture that we had for the core subjects for the foundation and, and wider curriculum. Yeah. Um, you know and we feel we've got that now so that's brilliant and it's live that's the nice thing about that I think is that it's not just everyone can write their curriculum down but that's your intended coverage and progression but have the children actually progress you know what what are they learning of the curriculum it actually gives you a picture of that so oh that's really good to hear that and I hope it does continue to help you and and your teachers now what would you like to use more of in the future or where maybe a broader question what's your what's your goal for September and onwards yeah I think I think we'd like to get back to a point obviously pandemic permitting um those experiences that we offered our children and we immersed them in um they made they they brought the curriculum to life even more through those visits and those visitors um so we'd really like to get back to that um we also we had wonderful parts of our the reason we went with cornerstones as well was to develop those parental links and yeah. to really share with parents uh, the learning of the children across the project and we did that pre-pandemic we we had a really good express um kind of approach really yes yeah, so we did we did something called showcases of learning where um different year groups and different classes express their learning mm. to the parents as an audience um, and that was through assembly type um, approach it was also through videos that we put on the website mm. and we even did things like um, had parent child workshops where children were able to share the learning alongside them yeah. so we want to get back to that definitely um, also working on long-term memory and retrieval practice as well it's a really key area of our plan going forward mm-hmm. in school and our, the Knowledge Rich projects are helping us with that um, in terms of that sequencing and revisiting but also with that kind of strategies and practice of the knowledge organisers, the quizzing. Yeah low stakes quizzing is key isn't it and recapping and we've built that in so yeah it's good to hear that. And it does start from early years, you know, Jill's written them knowledge rich as well as skills rich, because you obviously have the early years approach. But you have, Jill, haven't you? You've you've thought of the entire curriculum sequence in mind, really, in terms of the subjects the children then go on to learn in Key Stage 1 and 2. It's given you that broader view, hasn't it, Jill? Well, yeah, I I just think that children from a very early age are inquisitive. They want to know. They're keen to find out more. And I think if we can give children, not, I mean, it's really key for me to give them skills as well so that they've got those kind of learning skills and the characteristics of learning that they can take through the school, but also backed up by knowledge so that um, they've got those experiences and that understanding to prepare them for the next stage of their journey. So that's kind of the ethos behind the projects. And it's, it has been wonderful to see them brought to life um, and all the photographs and video clips that I've seen. And, and like you were mentioning before, Lauren, how you've tweaked the project and um, brought your own spin on different activities, which is so important that you've got that um, flexibility to do that. Uh, I think just in terms of developing um, our practice, in the door, we, do, we adopt the doorways for learning approach where 
kind of dress our doorways as part of our engage. Um, the children absolutely love it. And what we found is it really promotes that vocabulary and curiosity um, before projects start, but also yeah. that very start, you know, it just the children are talking on the corridor about what other year groups might be learning about oh, so that's yeah. something yeah it's worked really well yeah. but something we want to continue to develop oh it sounds like you're doing such fantastic work honestly and for schools listening or other other practitioners listening I, I strongly recommend following you on twitter so it's canon sharples and I'll put your twitter handle with the podcast notes and everything but also on your website you've got information about your curriculum and you've got your curriculum map haven't you showing what what projects you're doing so post pandemic hopefully you get to a stage where they can have those memorable moments again off-site or have visitors in i'm sure it won't be long and and we would love to come and visit you as well sometime in person do a proper case study or video so um we'll keep in touch carrie and lauren and um, thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Thank you, Jill, for joining us from Devon. And I just want to say thank you so much because for me, it, I'm I'm kind of sitting. I've been into a school and I've kind of worked with them with the projects and done little bits. But to see it showcased in such an incredible way is just oh, it's amazing. So thank you so much. Really, really. No, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. So yeah. much from <laughs> thank you. It's the beauty of Zoom and to carry. <laughs> And Lauren for joining us today from Canon Sharples School in Wigan. So thank you ever so much, both of you. And thank you to listeners for joining us. We hope you found it a really useful um, podcast episode for hearing another school story. And until next time, it's goodbye from us here. Thank you for listening to this podcast. It was brought to you by Cornerstones Education. We help primary schools in England, Wales and beyond with the materials and tools to design, deliver and manage their curriculum. Follow us on social media at Cornerstones Edu or visit us on our website, cornerstones.co.uk. We would love to hear from you. Thanks again for listening.